Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness and plant-based medicines and entheogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change. With your hosts, Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country and daily antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at nine with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday. It is Thursday, January 19th, and today is Get to Know Your Customers Day, especially if all your custies live in Florida. World Quirk Day for all those quirky individuals out there, and, of course, National Popcorn Day for all of you movie buffs out there. Thank you for joining us and getting high at nine with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. We're live every Monday through Friday on YouTube and audio only on Clubhouse. And if you are joining us via Clubhouse, you can also participate in the show by raising your hand and coming up on stage and commenting on a story most recently presented. But without further ado, let's pay a quick bill so we can get right into the news. When you want to grow some of the best weed in the world, then you must start with the best genetics in the world. Go to www.dnagenetics.shop to order regular feminized or autoflower beans. All of your favorite DNA genetics cultivars such as Kosher Kush, Skywalker Kush, and oh yeah, Chocolate Truffle Shuffle. Boasting more cannabis awards for their award-winning genetics than any other company in the world. Remember to go to www.dnagenetics.s H-O-P to see why our Terps don't lie. Oh, yeah. Coming up first. That's right. We have the dope dad himself. That's right. Rico Lamite. Constantly babysitting, doing daddy daycare and all of that fun stuff. Tea parties, dress up. Do you do dress up? Do you dress up? Um, yeah, we do dress do? up. You do do dress up. Yep. Yeah, he does. <laughs> That's right. Like yeah, like, like six Disney princess. Six Disney now. princess. That's right. But you can also find him constantly at TEDx conventions, conventions where he's constantly telling adults and singing Ursa's favorite song, Let It Go, Let It Go, because the grown-ass adults in TEDx conventions are the ones that often need to let it go the most. That's right. It is the dope dad himself, Rico Meat. Oh, yeah, Jason. Appreciate the uh, excellent introduction there. My story today is from uh, KTLA Los Angeles by Cameron Kisla. Two more Americans charged with smuggling cannabis from Los Angeles to London. The story began Tuesday when British officials reported nine American citizens were arrested and charged for allegedly trying to smuggle drugs from LAX to London, Heathrow, and um, the UK. National Crime Agency said more than $6.7 million worth of cannabis was seized when they were taken into custody last week. Each perp had between three, uh, between 30 and 50 kilos checked in their baggage. The first passenger arrived January 10th, was greeted by officers with border force, seizing around 30 kilos from each suitcase. The second seizure was made on January 13th, followed by two more January 14th, four on January 15th, and an additional on January 16th. In total, more than 340 kilos of herbal cannabis with an estimated street value of more than 5.5 million pounds was seized. And um, all nine suspects, five women and four men, were charged with attempting to import Class B drugs and remain in custody pending court 
appearances. The update came yesterday when British law enforcement officers announced they arrested two more Americans, bringing the number of arrests to 11. The total confiscated amount of cannabis seized now stands at more than 400 kilos or about 880 pounds per KTLA. NCA um, Heathrow Branch Commander Andy Noyes said, in light of unusual series of seizures, law enforcement will be undoubtedly paying more attention to passengers on the Los Angeles to LA, excuse me, Los Angeles to London uh, route and stepping up the checks. Our investigation into these events continues, but I'm making a direct appeal to anyone considering getting involved in transportation of drugs to the UK. Think very carefully about the consequences. It simply is not worth the risk. Pretty bold to say at least, at the very least, that these folks attempted to transport 900 pounds of weed internationally and checked suitcases of all things linked to their own damn names on a commercial flight to London from LAX. So I hope these dopes getting caught on some dumb shit like this serves as both a warning and an education to young, aspiring international trappers. It is not worth it. And if you absolutely have to do it you have no other choice Nah, just don't do it <laughs> this is Rico Lamy dope is dad on the street Friday night news um what do you have to say about the dopes of the day today Jason I mean if they wouldn't have got caught wouldn't have been would it have been worth it I mean we're, we're talking about like it was, it was 900 like, pounds in their in their checked luggage that was connected to their names they just picked how many, them off one at each one after the how many other. people how many how many people do you have to hire to help carry your luggage if you have 900 pounds uh, 11 Dude, apparently. how do you even get 900 pounds into your check luggage I, well cuz it's it's it's, it's over it's it, 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 it was a course it was a course of like it was it, if if i'm correct on this it was two people each trip and yeah. so that would have been eight people that they have caught up am i correct on that rico it was nine originally and then they caught two more yesterday so they have 11, so 11 this suspects. Total. This isn't yeah. all at once. They did. No, so they were like it's not at all at once, like but still. But the, the dumb thing is they got caught, and the story was released, and people were still going after that. Um, from, from, well, from that's what I not hear. the first dumb thing. I mean, why would you even do this? There's, it's just, it's, it, it, how could you imagine that you would get away with, with doing it? And really, why can't you just get to Britain and start uh, talking to people? I mean, if you want weed you can just talk to your bartender right well, yeah but see but this is the bartender's plug and the bartender ain't gonna have any weed to sell anybody now because his his plug just got eradicated <laughs> <Great> point <laughs> he has a point well, you're probably that, listening to jason beck's uh interpretation of the law that's probably how they thought they could pull this off what what do you mean they, they thought they could pull it off i mean mister to, don't get caught that's your only legal advice to people I'm, no, Nick, I'm just, what Nick, Nick, Nick Bradley in the audience asked, do they have the names? Yes, they do, do have the, the, the they, they have their names. They have their boarding passes, Everything. they have their passports. Yeah, the names yeah. are all released on there. It's, it's it's a mess, and they keep on going. I mean, I, I just wonder. I have I wonder, another update. Two more people were caught again. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait for the follow-up story tomorrow. The, uh, what the penalty is? Prison time? They didn't say what the penalty was yet. 50 no. lashes. 50 lashes. With a, with a wet noodle. Yeah, Prince I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to say this. I, I, this is this is clearly not their blood. first time doing this. So they've been doing this for a while. It's not like all of a sudden they just like got a hair up their ass and like, hey, let's put 100 peas in this suitcase and 100 peas in that suitcase and let's let, let's run it. Yeah, it was it was it was definitely structured. But I, I would have thought, you know, like after the fourth day. And motherfuckers aren't coming back. Her motherfuckers are not like responding to shit. <laughs> like, would you like? I ain't getting on. I ain't getting well, on this. I ain't getting on this plane, boss. To my to my understanding, because these were all separate incidences and so close together, um, law enforcement is looking for electronic communications to be able to tie them into the same criminal organization. Right. Because if mean, they can if they can tie them all in and wrap it all up in one big case, then they're gonna have like a big big press release. This is gonna be an ongoing story. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they were all the same amount. They said it was, it was between 30 and 50 kilos each um, each passenger. Well, if you think about it, you're allowed to put 50 pounds in each bag um, when kilos. you're flying. And so, so not I, pounds. Hold, slow down. Do you think that the 50-pound container of peanut butter tipped the police off? Hold on. First of all, you should never fly with peanut butter because um, to TSA, it is the same consistency as plastic explosives, and you will be totally searched if you fly with peanut butter. And How do you, you will, know this? You will 100% How do I know that? Because I have a friend at TSA that has told me this a long time ago. 
and uh-huh. back at the start of 9 11. Your bag, if you have candles, candles Ethan also. always has a friend. So, did they just friends. put it in the bottom of their makeup bags then? No, 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 they're putting, they're putting, they're putting, like, they're putting like 50 peas in a suitcase <laughs> and just, and just running it. <laughs> Mary's got some experience. Yeah, she does. <laughs> yeah. Mule expertise over here, I right hear. This just seems phenomenally stupid. So super stupid. I mean, but Dr. Mary, is it stupid if you if you run away with all the money and you're selling all that weed and for for pounds instead of dollars with what the market is here now? Well, oh, how many Birkin Birkin bags can you buy with a hundred peas getting sold in the UK? To let you in, four thousand pounds a pound. Yeah, get you a Chloe. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Mm. You'll be over there and uh, what's that store? What's that? What's the big store in uh, uh Harrods. Yes, yes, Harold's. Yes. Harrods. Harold. Yeah, it's yeah, Harrods. Harrods, yeah. There's no L in it. Jared. I'll tell you what, I I have been there and it was probably the most extravagant shopping experiences I've had. Harrods? Harold? What was yeah. it called? It's the guy. It's the guy that was dating Princess Di when she died. He owns that whole shopping mall. He's Dodie? the son. Dodie. Yes. Dodie didn't own shit. Same thing. That's he daddy's owns it. money. He's the heir, whatever. It's going to be his. Not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. man's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's funny, know, Johnny he... Smash. That's good. Harold's the trap version. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 great. That is so These people are fucked. They would not want to. Yeah. Would not I wonder what these guys were wearing when they got caught. Like, were they all. All, all fitted out in, 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 in trap boy clothing supreme. or really like dressed down. Yeah. They're all supreme and Blenciaga yeah, and everything. Yeah. <laughs> white white people with do rags on. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's pretty common in God, London though. Please say there are pictures. Yeah. Yeah, I, I need these pictures to surface now. I would yeah, I, I wanna see I want to see the mugshots. Uh, do does Interpol release mugshots? I would think like something this I big. Would. Would I feel like I've mugshots. seen some. I just I wish there was a I wish there was a mugshot shorties for dudes and they posted their pictures on this. What? what? You know oh. about mugshot shorties? Are you serious? It's probably like the I best page. It. It's like the I best page you. on Twitter and in, and Instagram. Oh, mugshot shorties. Just turning yeah. a new leaf. Check here, them out. You Check them out. I'm sorry, Rico. Where were these guys picked up? Was it London or was it LA? Heathrow. They're picked up at Heathrow. LAX to Heathrow. They're greeted. Yeah, they're greeted by the uh, their version of the border police, and. um Taken into custody, one after. I've gone, I've gone through customs in London. It's pretty, like, pretty, like, very nonchalant going through their customs. Maybe that's why they thought they yeah, had it in. That's some of those customs I've been through like in a while too. Switched. I have to agree. Facial yep. recognition and yeah, yep. you don't even talk to a person. It was it no. was a very quick process, which is great because I hate borders. Yeah, I even <laughs> got I even got put into secondary when I when I came through and like that was that was even a breeze. It was just like, hey, hey, I'm here to check out the pubs and here for the Queen's Jubilee. Oh, great, great. Welcome. Come on in. Done. And, and also, everybody you needs to understand. Queen's Is that what you said? I mean, that's what I said I was there for. It's not what I was there for, but that's what I said. Did you say for. it like that? That's like so sus. I'm just here for the Queen's Jubilee. What do you mean? There's tons of people traveling in for the Queen's Jubilee. So no way. There's tons of people traveling in for the Queen's Jubilee. Are just the way you said it, Jason, was really... <laughs> That's yeah, the hand flourish. Like it was the hand flourish. Yeah, yeah. Pinky, pinky's up. Pinky's up. When you said, <laughs> and, and, yeah, no, and just, yes. just, just a quick tip to everybody. You know, as of uh, 2017, uh, the CIA can actively spy on U.S. citizens in the United Kingdom because they have a, a control center there, and they can also spy on us over here from their database over there. So, um, I heard they have facial recognition stuff uh, in place in Piccadilly Circle. Yeah, Just they have that, they have that all over the entire city. Everywhere you go, the whole city is uh, is on is on that closed circuit TV. Yeah, man. Like, I would yeah. not I would not try to move weight in London if you are a U.S. citizen because the the U.S. has jurisdiction there to drop the hammer and fuck you up. Oh man, I love is, London. So. I do too. Yeah. I love London. Yeah, it's a great, great been. city. Was it was it was it raining as much as everybody says that it uh, that it rains over there when you went over when there? When I was there, it was beautiful, and they said this is very uncharacteristic. You brought the um, good weather with yeah. you. It rains. I've been it's both, my both sunny times. personality. Awesome. They love. I mean, what can you do? It's just sunny wherever you are. 
Oh, no, I've been there. I've been there two. I've been there two or three times, and uh, and I've experienced good weather and bad weather. So, yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's a total crapshoot. But plan yeah. for terrible weather. Make yes, sure you bring your rain shoes. Bring your Gore-Tex. Just do your it. Galoshes. Galoshes. Yeah. If you wear galoshes, yeah, I wear Gore-Tex. Yeah. <laughs> so up next <laughs> the minko, minko wearing private jet hopping green street wheeling and dealing longest continuously operating retailer in the game when he's not holding shit down uh, his, he's not holding his presidential duties down on west hollywood you just know where there's no telling where he'll pop up next it could be detroit with the hustlers pushing d8 it could be down in mar-a-lago sitting in a booth next to Donald Trump getting his spray tan on, but today he's here with us, and we can't be more excited. Jason Beck, the continuously, longest continuously operating retailer in the world. What you got for us? Oh, yeah. Good morning, Rico. <clears throat> Hope everyone is having a fantastic week so far. We're almost at the end of it. But I'll tell you what, out there in Virginia, there's been a lot of people on the phone, lots of phone chatter, because... Here's how many times Virginians have called poison control over, get this, Dr. Mary, Delta 8 synthetic marijuana products in 2022. That's right. Data analytics collected from Virginia's poison control centers reveal how often they're dealing with calls related to synthetic marijuana products. According to the data request to all three center districts that make up Virginia, there were more than 1,200 calls in 2022 related to THC in parentheses, which is the main psychoactive chemical found in marijuana. As cannabis sales are not fully legalized in Virginia until 2024, the door remains open for alternatives derived from different cannabinoids, such as Delta-8 and other synthetic marijuana products to still be sold. Delta-8 products are derived from the Delta-8 tetrahydrocannabinol chemical, a separate but similar cannabinoid found in the cannabis sativa plant. I should say cannabis sativa L plant, but the uh, the control centers, there are the legal loophole in which Delta 8 is chemically different from marijuana means its sales are fully legalized without a formal regulation process in Virginia. In a quote, it's really only in recent years that Delta 8 and synthetic products have become more popular in common cultural and more exposure called into poison control centers. Dr. Kelly Johnson Arbor said, who is a medical toxicologist and interim executive director of the National Capital Poison Center. Here are the THC related calls broken down by district. Blue Ridge Poison Control Center, 330 calls. National Capital Poison Center, 328, or excuse me, 528. Virginia Poison Center, 414. Of those THC calls, 180 are coded as either Delta-8 or synthetic calls. And so Blue Ridge Poison Control Center received 85 calls. National Capital Poison Control Center received 35 calls. And Virginia Poison Control Center received 60 calls. The Blue Ridge District reports that 40 of those 85 cases are patients 19 years or younger. The Hampton Roads region falls uh, under the Virginia under under Virginia poison control jurisdiction and Dr. Johnson Arbor said a big public education obstacle is the notion that because Delta 8 and synthetic marijuana products are legally sold and marijuana isn't that these products are therefore safer get out of here they as in Virginians self-treat for anxiety and pain and other psychological conditions but because Delta 9 is is illegal they're more reluctant to use it. But with Delta-8 so readily available, many people use it for underlying conditions, he said. So individuals looking to avoid traces amounts of marijuana showing up on a drug test by ingesting Delta-8 or synthetic products instead might be misled. With all these unregulated manufacturing processes, you have no idea what you're getting, Dr. Johnson Arbor said. It's very possible and likely that somebody who uses Delta-8 can have a positive drug screen for cannabis. And Poison Center staff noted that the number of calls received is still most likely underreported because people are fearful of getting in trouble for calling in. Well, I'll tell you what, this whole Delta 8 shenanigans, I, you know, I'm not a fan of, and I think it is a public 
public safety issue number one when it comes to cannabis, but I'll digress there and see what y'all have to say. And this is Jason Beck reporting for the High at Nine News Hour. What do y'all have to say about this? Mm, coming from a state where Delta 8 reigns supreme because we can't get THC, um, I tell you what, I agree with you, Jason. Delta 8 is a scourge on the planet, mm-hmm. and um, it, it's only hurting any sort of cause um, that or any sort of foothold that cannabis will have. I mean, it's it's like what e- what even is you know? There's no regulations around it. I mean, it's only there to you know alter people's like mindsets in in fake ways. I just mm-hmm. I'm sorry, not a fan. Yep. Not I think it's fan. sad. I think it's sad. Like, and this is a coming from a native Virginian myself. I think it's sad that um, that folks have to resort to going to Delta Eight and you know they would have had Sad a lot more smoke food weed. Yeah, I mean, of, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't speak for uh, non-booth weed out of Virginia. Uh-huh. All exactly. But, uh, well, I think but, the- no, but if, if, if Ralph North, if Ralph Northam uh, had actually uh, gone through and if he won his re-election instead of Glenn Youngkin, they probably would have had more actual dispensaries, legal dispensaries open by I now. Yes, I they would have. Yes, no, they would have. The Republicans yeah. came and ripped up everything that they did before, and no, they pushed the out the opening. The Democrats were just doing it to placate and, to y'all. Even They're on, not going to do on top of that, no, no. On top of that, they were going to um, allow uh, home grow. Uh, everybody was going to be able to grow um, as much as they wanted at home until all of the legal uh, dispensaries. They were not going to allow anyone to grow yes, as much did. as they that wanted was in, in the law. And, and no. Youngkin revoked that shit. Yes, he did. One hundred percent. Simmer down. Simmer down. Simmer down. Simmer down. Simmer down. Simmer down. Either way. Either way. Taking D eight because they because they like D eight for insomnia and for ADHD especially. D eight is just a you know a, a different uh, form of THC and it sounds like I didn't listen to all the numbers perfectly carefully or I didn't get them all but it sounded like there were eighty four complaints forty of which were people under nineteen so this sounds like again an issue of people not managing their stashes properly. Properly and kiddos getting into stashes. It doesn't. Hold on. Like- how, no, Mary, any any wanna... eighteen any person eighteen and over can go into a gas station and buy Delta Eight, Doctor well, Mary. Easy, sure. easy here, killer. Yeah. I, I can speak to that. Stat okay. And how go I for believe it, girl. that. Well, the Poison Control Center that is referencing all those under nineteen calls uh, is in Charlottesville, which is home of Virginia Tech. Shout or, out to Steveville. Or I'm sorry, University of Virginia. It's definitely a college town. So mm-hmm. I can see how these numbers, I don't think this is kids getting into their parents' stash. I think it's dumb college kids who are looking for a, something easy and cheap and went to the gas station and don't know what they're doing. Exactly. Um, so we I can think hit the mellow mushroom on the downtown mall and hit up any of the staff there and get whatever the fuck they need. I don't think there's college students. I think there's the locals. I think it's I'm just saying for a youth population, it's much higher in that town in Charlottesville. Yeah. It's all yeah. youth in Charlottesville. I did, I did find it interesting. I did find I did find it interesting that based off of these stats, that basically each of uh there, there's more except for in one except for in one of the regions, they basically they average more than one call a day. Yeah, the first one, Charlottesville is the Blue Ridge one, national capital mm-hmm. is outside of DC, and mm-hmm. then the other one is Richmond. That's where these call centers are. Yeah. I looked and, them up just for kicks. I love it. I love it. I'm sure you probably have been to one of them. You took in a tour. By the way, if they call, it's probably Delta 8. It's probably not really weed. You should ask. Right. Well, and I don't think it matters who's governor. I mean, it was, when they legalized in Virginia, last, it was barely last year. I mean, zero shit was in place, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican. So I don't think that's a valid argument of the Republicans destroyed everything. The Democrats didn't do anything for them to destroy. So they thank you. Thank you, Gretchen. Rules and started thank you. Over. Thank you. Thank Either you, way, Gretchen. it takes a couple of years to get dispensaries open and things running. So, mm-hmm. I, so I, people who all thought Virginia was going to just be up and running are crazy. What's that, Dr. Mary? Are you guys anti-hash also? Because isn't hash just a T- THC that's been fermented to have a higher concentration of D8 so you get a mellower buzz? Why would we, why would we be against hash? I I'm think, confused about that. Well, I, I just want to be I want to be clear D8. about my disdain for D8. And it's really it's it has it's just disdain for big business and the greed that comes along with the green rush and cannabinoids and selling snake oil. 
You know, I think that it's it's much harder to find a quality D8 product out there than um, the, the crap, just tons and tons of crap. And you have to remember where I'm coming from. The Delta 8 and the hemp-derived Delta 9 is now everywhere because we can't get, you know, access to the real thing. So it's, so it's a pretty big problem. Really Bad stuff and no regulation. The issue isn't really the product, then. It's just exactly. making sure that the testing is in place to get suitable products. It's the, la it's the lack of regulation Absolutely. and oversight, Dr. Mary, when you have normal THC that's grossly overregulated, and then you have Delta-8 that is not have zero regulations or zero enforcement protocols by any agency going on. And I really like what Stone Slade had to say. He's like, prohibitionists are fans of unregulated Delta-8 because it's the best chance they have to make real make real safe cannabis look bad and well, that exactly. is 100 percent true all the same words that they were using on cannabis years ago and the cannabis industry uses all the same words on the on the hemp industry but the reality mm -hmm. is cannabis was doing fine unregulated and so is d8 the d8 companies are testing and they're and they're doing a good job people that don't you know, people will call poison control if they're uncomfortable, you know, with the product that they're using because they don't understand how to use it. So we need education and we need to make sure that that companies are testing. But it's very difficult to bring a product to market oh. without adequate testing. Oh, hold on. We have we have we have Nick Bradley popping up to chime in on this. Nick, Nick Bradley, do you have a timely comment today on this? Nick. Nicholas Bradley. You're going to unmute, Nick. Sorry. There we go. I, I always forget to unmute. Um, uh, the problem that I have with Delta 8 is that it doesn't occur naturally in the levels that we're, we're putting it into these date pens or into these products, right? So in the plant, it occurs in very minuscule amounts. You're looking at a gram and maybe a pound, right? So when you're extracting it in CBD and then chemically converting it and then putting it out in these like super concentrated amounts, we don't have any idea what that's going to do. It's not tested product sure it's better than having nothing it's better than having opiates and pharmaceuticals but there's going to be some there has to be some sort of regulation there has to be some sort of long-standing testing so you must have the same issue then with hybridized cannabis or with the concentrates would you comment on those please with concentrates you're you're just extracting the cannabinoids right so there's no adulteration aside from removing the plant matter you're not creating new compounds that aren't naturally occurring in the plant. But you're not getting 70 or 80% THC from any kind of natural process. Correct. That's because you're removing the plant matter and you're, you're, you're isolating those cannabinoids. So you're That's uncomfortable you're with extraction concentrate. of D8, but comfortable with the extraction of THC. Well, you're, you're not using chemicals to convert a chemical, uh, 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 a non-psychoactive compound into another chemical. Right? So you're so, uncomfortable I mean, a, a with chemical chemicals. A chemical, conversion is different. a chemical conversion is different than a butane extraction even. You're not okay, so if you're uncomfortable with chemicals, are you uncomfortable with the inorganic processes required to grow weed with that has super high THC concentrations? Like the fertilizers and oh, pesticides? This is, this is getting this is spicy. And the fungicides? Yeah. It's a spicy consultation. I mean, because again, it's not a real you're argument. Not adultering, you're not adultering the real plant. You aren't? Right? You're, no. By, by growing it in different means to get higher THC, how is that adultering the plant? You're still growing it in its natural form. Okay, so I got it. So you're comfortable with chemicals used as fertilizers or pesticides, or you're comfortable with concentrating products above their natural percentages. You're just not comfortable when a hemp plant is... Is, is given any chemical exposure to modify it. That's the discomfort that you have. And again, all I said okay, I was that it. there hasn't been any testing on this in these concentrations and that we're putting it out and, and medical professionals are, are deeming it as safe, which I feel is irresponsible. All right. Thank you so right. much for that, Nick. We got to keep That's, it moving. I like that, though. I was very yeah, that was that was that, that was that was great. Though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Yeah. Mary's got to get all of the information. Yeah. The doctor, doctor, it's a hot subject. The best consultation. Check here, check here. Yeah. Well, we just there's all kinds yeah. of plants, you guys, that we do this to, yeah. right? Yeah. We concentrate plant products to get to get medicine. That's what yes, we that, do. Yes, 
Yeah. Let's, let's keep it moving so we can stay on time here. So she is a spicy redheaded conservative with Mayflower roots, well-known in certain circles for dressing up her pit bulls and pajamas and while cooking up bipartisan excellence in the kitchen before hitting pot-loving libs with hard-hitting conservative truthiness on K Street. Up next, the founder <laughs> of Panoptic Strategies in Hyatt 9 News is very on Washington insider Gretchen Gilly. Good afternoon. This story today is going out to my pals at We for Warriors, and so I would love for them to listen up um, and provide their opinion afterwards. Uh, GOP congressman files bill to protect veterans who use medical marijuana from losing benefits. A Republican congressman has again filed a bill that's meant to protect military veterans from losing government benefits for using medical marijuana in compliance with state law. This is the second piece of cannabis legislation to be introduced in the 118th Congress. This measure from Representative Greg Stubbe would also codify that U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs doctors are allowed to discuss the potential risks and benefits of marijuana with their patients. Stubbe has consistently championed this specific reform, filling, uh, filing versions of the Veterans Cannabis Use for Safe Healing Act over the past several Congresses. This latest version is identical to the bill he introduced last Congress. VA doctors are currently permitted to discuss cannabis with patients and document their usage in medical records. And those veterans patients are already shielded by agency policy from losing their benefits for marijuana use, but the bill would enshrine these policies into federal statutes so they cannot be administratively changed in the future. As a veteran, I'm committed to ensuring that veterans receive the care they deserve. And I know that sometimes that care can include medical marijuana, as Stubbe said in a statement to Marijuana Moment. Receiving the appropriate treatment to address your healthcare needs, using products that are legal in the state in which you live should not preclude you from your Department of Veterans Affairs benefits. The version that the Congressman introduced two sessions ago was more expansive, containing a notable provision that further allowed VA physicians to formally fill out written recommendations for medical marijuana. But the language was omitted from these last two iterations, which could maintain barriers to access given that most state medical cannabis programs require a written recommendation, meaning many veterans would have to outsource their health care to a non-VA provider in order to qualify for legal access to marijuana. Stubbe's office previously told Marijuana Moment that the omission was necessary in order to advance an earlier version through a House committee in 2020 as an amendment to another bill. While the absence of language around discussing and recommending medical marijuana isn't ideal from advocates' perspective, the bill would still be a modest step up for veterans, making it so VA could not move to deny them benefits for using cannabis in accordance with state law. This is the second piece of marijuana reform legislation that's been introduced so far in the new Congress. The first came from Representative Alex Mooney and two other GOP co-sponsors, whose legislation is designed to allow medical cannabis patients to purchase and possess firearms. Meanwhile, the VA is working on updating a directive that expired last month concerning military veteran participation in state legal medical marijuana programs, and congressional lawmakers have told the department to not interfere in such activity. The Veterans Health Administration directive stipulates that agencies' doctors can discuss marijuana use with veterans' patients and that benefits can't be denied based solely on a patient's participation in a medical marijuana program. Um, while I applaud Stubbe for continuing on with his legislation, I wish he would have gone with uh, the more expansive version that he introduced a few years ago. I think with a Republican-controlled House, he would have a better shot of getting that through uh, the Congress. Uh, I would love to know what Weed for Warriors thinks of his actions. This is Gretchen Fry at 9 News. It just so happens, Gretchen, we have Sean Kernan in the audience, the president of Weed for Warriors. What do you have to say, Sean? Sean, you have to unmute. El Presidente. There we go. There hey, we guys. Go. There how we you go. Doing? Good morning, Sean. This is the biggest load of shit in the history uh, of cannabis. And what we see here instantly is the taxi cabin of veteran issues, and they're not giving us any real reach around. This is the, the, the straight skinny. You can talk and have been able to talk to your doctor forever, okay, without supposed retribution. And the only retribution that occurs at the VA for speaking your mind on cannabis is they will not do certain uh, health care uh, decisions. So, for example, in myself, since I'm an active cannabis user, speak that truth to my doctor, I am not allowed to be prescribed on, on pain management or my ADD meds because I'm an addict, according to the VA. 
And so they, just like any doctor is not supposed to uh, prescribe addictive medicines to an addict, there are medical decisions that are not benefit losses. I would love to hear, and I've been asking Tom Angel forever, I've been asking Nick Eaton when he confirmed this forever, okay, give me a benefit a veteran patient loses when he talks about cannabis or uses cannabis at the VA. And when I say benefit, that's a benefit endeared by Congress and the president and the law because we're disabled vets. Not a medical decision that has not that non-doctors can't protect. If a doctor doesn't want to prescribe you opiates because you use cannabis, there's nothing the federal government can do about it. The VA could do something about it. So let tell me, Gretchen, what I would love for you to do. Go mm-hmm. back to Tom Angel. I've been asking him for decades, literally. And all these people saying this, what benefit are we losing by using cannabis? This is exactly the problem with Tom Angel not actually checking with veterans. They are going to say the following. The benefit you lose is if you work in the cannabis industry, you can't do things like get a VA loan. That has nothing to do with disabled veterans. That's employing and having to source the income from the cannabis industry. Okay, time out, time out, Sean. And I would love to hear what benefit they lose. I want to ask you a question related to this what would you like does congress need to do anything then to the va what would you like to see done for veterans on the medical level well listen i i think i think bottom line is until we deal with legalization we're not going to be able to do anything and so i think right now until the va because this is what the va is doing the va is prescribing everyone who uses cannabis either peace hot on cannabis or talks about it as cannabis use disorder. And the reason they're identifying everyone with cannabis use disorder is because now you're associating cannabis with every fucked up deficiency us disabled veterans have. So for example, in my case, they say I have, pe- they say I have a lot of issues. All those issues are now associated with cannabis use. The VA is nothing but a research institution. So now they're gonna be able to publish these meta-analysis showing association with a lot of negative income. No different than the dangers with Delta 8, giving the prohibition a hand up. That's the problem at the VA right now. If we have to deal with anything, we have to deal with this bullshit cannabis use disorder from the DSM-5 that is nothing but prejudicial and causing serious issues to the narrative to legalization. Okay. Dr. Mary, I see you nodding your head in great agreement, but what do you think of this? I think a lot of people are being diagnosed with cannabis use disorder because, you know, if you use cannabis at all and they can put cannabis use disorder on your chart, they can just increase the complexity of the bit of the visit and then increase the reimbursement because the visit is is considered higher complexity. So, so it's an insurance ploy. are misusing cannabis use disorder yes. right, to bulk up the uh, the mm-hmm. the impression of the complexity of of the of the interaction that you're having with the patient. But but it, cannabis use disorder is actually a very rare condition in 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 people who use cannabis because it doesn't have the same addictive potential as uh, as alcohol or or other street drugs. So it's it's really being overused. There's probably a lot of reasons for it. Exactly uh, what you're saying also is that if you're in a research position and you can uh, you know start to label everybody with cannabis use disorder, then you can then then a lot of meta analysis a lot of research is just drawn down from uh, patient records at this point. You know, we looked at 500 people who had cannabis use disorder on their chart, and we found that it associated with, you know, PTSD, criminal activity, uh, you know, laziness. I check all those boxes. Wearing your hair too long, <laughs> you know? Right. No, Sean, you do need a haircut. Sean. Hey, hey, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Sean, Dr. Mary. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. We're go just ahead. Gonna say, have you had discussions with Stuby and his folks about what you would like to see done for veterans? Because obviously he's an advocate for you all. I'd love to. You know what? Hey, why don't I come back to D.C., bring some vets, and we'll go around and talk. We do talk to people. To be very honest with you, you we have not been that involved on the federal side because we are so underwater just trying to survive, and that's changing. And I think you could talk to people on this, this conference. We're very involved now. 
and I'd love to, to come around and, and give you the opinion from the enlisted veteran perspective. And I think you'll find it's the, the real one that veterans align with. Um, but I, I, I'm not joking. This is, again, propaganda BS put out. So I'd love to hear from Tom Angel, who's the editor at, at Marijuana Moment, name me the benefits that we lose for talking about cannabis at the VA. He's been behind that and saying that for years. I think he deserves to at least clarify what the fuck he's talking about. All right. Thank you, Sean. Thank you for that. Yeah, get him, Sean. Good input, Sean. Way to get after it. We have to really defend our veterans. Also, because veterans are where we've got the PTSD indication, and we can, once we get a strong foothold in PTSD for veterans, we can move it to everybody who's dealing with PTSD, which is basically everybody. Yeah, totally, totally agree with all you. Thank Americans. you. Yes, thank you all. Thank you, Sean, for your God comments. God bless America. God bless America. That's right. Which God? Which God, though, Sean? This is America. This is a Christian God. Hey, hey. Our God. Our God who believes everyone's truly equal and that America should work for everyone in this country, not just a select group of assholes. Yeah, she's amazing, isn't she? All right. We got to keep it going. <laughs> Flying into LAX and you want to taste some of the best weed in the world, then stop by LAXCC, the closest dispensary to LAX, located at 8332 Lincoln Boulevard and open from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. seven days a week. Always make LAXCC your first stop when you touch down in L.A. and score like a winner. And don't forget to tell them I sent you and mention like to get high at nine for 10% off your full order. The thoughts, opinions, and shade thrown on High at Nine News are those of the individual speakers and not those of any other speaker or its followers. The statements made do not constitute legal or accounting advice, and our speakers make no representation regarding the legal status of any substance in any country, area, territory, or any authorities. The views expressed in this room do not establish any fiduciary responsibility or relationship. Our sponsors do not imply or constitute any endorsement by us or the expression of any opinion whatsoever on the part of any speaker on stage. If you're an easily offended person, fuck you. Are we like endorsing? You just like ride into go to Joshua Tree on your motorcycle and start dabbing in the middle of the desert? Why not? Why not? <laughs> Looks like a safe space to me. I mean, it didn't mind me yet. I really didn't. Desert dabs. I wouldn't. I like it. <laughs> Why not? Por que no? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rico, you're supposed to have this one, bro. I apologize. Yeah. Slacking on your Mac. Cue bro. the elevator music. I got my Mac. Exactly. This New York City based 25 year board certified integrative medicine internist and two time best selling author with Michigander Roots is also the CEO of Balance Medicinals, <laughs> the research and converting it to effective treatment. And why does she do that? Because y'all motherfuckers are too damn lazy to do it yourself. She can be found in front of her video camera cooking or walking the up. West Side here to serve us up our daily dose of truth. Dr. Mary Clifton, what do you have for us today? Thank you, Rico. I've got a great article from Marijuana Moment that I can't believe I get to present to you guys. Uh, it's it's an article about dry January. Uh, one in five people who are ditching alcohol for quote dry January say they're using cannabis as an alternative. This is a a survey that was of 938 people from January 6th through January 11th that uh, was asking about a broader substitution trend that's been identified in multiple polls and studies over recent years. You know, what people do when they're trying to take this month-long alcohol break. Some people are using non-alcoholic beverages and uh, and some people are using seltzers and then other people are using uh, cannabis. Uh, Most of 
most, well, 33%. The percentages are pretty, pretty even. 33% saying they're not replacing the booze with anything. 21% saying they're opting for cannabis and CBD products. Uh, part of the reason for this trend appears to be related to the perceived dangerousness of various intoxicants, with most Americans saying that they believe cannabis is safer than alcohol and tobacco, uh, which was found in an October survey. And in a previous Gallup survey, more than twice as many Americans think that marijuana has a positive impact on its consumers and society at large than alcohol. So it's generally consistent with the results of other polls released that show that Americans think it would be good if people switched from uh, using alcohol recreationally to using cannabis recreationally, that that switch would be uh, healthy for, uh, for the society at large and, uh, and certainly uh, safer for, I mean, I would sure love to see many more stoners instead of so many alcoholics. And uh, that's my report on this. I'm having a little headache. So after this show, I'm going to go outside and lick a willow tree since I can't take an aspirin. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. She's going to lick trees. a willow tree. Will you live stream that? Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, see I really video. want to take a medicine that's been, you know, somehow adulterated. I need to get the, like, from the source. I mean, um, but doc, Dr. Mary, couldn't you at the same time just break off some of that bark and just like stuff it under your tongue or under your under yeah. your lip like it's some chew and get the same result? That's a good idea. I'll try that and let you know. Yeah, I just feel I like it, I feel like it. I just feel like because it's so cold out there, we don't want you to be like the kid in the Christmas story and start licking the uh, licking the tree and get stuck to it. Yeah, imagine the risks of taking whole plants. <laughs> Exactly. But I wouldn't want to take an aspirin. There's too, too many too many routes to take on that one. I'm, I'm spicy, spicy. Yes. I love that story. I'm doing dry January and smoking a lot more weed. Yeah. I don't um, know where I fit in with that. But I maybe it's did dry January and then I uh, didn't. <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah, I'd like to see. I'm scrolling down on this story to see if there's any uh, can advertisements to any of the uh the the the, the drink advertisements you were talking no, about no i think about, the oh, advertisements oh, were really appropriate you know and i i don't i i think it's a i think a dry period is a great time i mean we cannot deny that alcohol is toxic and there's really there's no health benefit and the risks escalate very quickly with uh with higher administrations of alcohol it, it appears especially for women so it's advisable to take a drinking break i mean a cannabis break and and switching to cannabis i wonder how successful that is for people but i hope it is i mean i don't think i don't think people really take this dry january thing seriously at all i think they're lying man yeah, I think people just use it to front to say, oh, yeah, I'm doing a dry January. Yeah, whoop-de-whoop. But, yeah, meanwhile, they're just back sipping the bottle back at home. Just like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, take lush. this dry January. <laughs> Fermented February coming right up. <laughs> oh, that was good. Thank you so much for that, Dr. Mary. Coming up next, he's a Wisconsin Ruto Fresno-based raptivist. Repping the strong black conservative voice, the mainstream media, and Joe Biden do not want you to know exists. To the haters and the race baiters will not block out of the black side of liberty. That's right. It is Nicholas Wildstar. Yeah, yay. What's up, everybody? My story is actually a follow up on one Jason reported on back in December. A new cannabis super center filled with 20 pot farms and multiple cannabis retailers is likely coming to California's Mojave Desert. The property's developer has ad advertised the 29-acre complex as a once-in-a-generation project with a mix of stores, entertainment, and supermarkets, not to mention its unique cannabis offerings. The development located roughly halfway between Los Angeles and Las Vegas in between the city of, in the city of Barstow, has received heavy criticism from local Christian groups who warned that it would signal to the world that Barstow belongs to Satan. Ooh. <laughs> One local politician also claimed the city's approval of the cannabis property could have the appearance of corruption because the product was green, project was greenlit 
without each individual business owner presenting to the local planning commission. But the Barstow City Council voted on Tuesday, three to one, um, to approve the 23 cannabis licenses involved in the project, which is being built inside an abandoned retail outlet mall. The developer has already started construction on the cannabis super center, as it was described in one advertisement, according to Victorville's Daily Press newspaper. The development spans 24 buildings and initial plans filed with the Barstow City Council include 20 cannabis farms, six dis distribution companies, four manufacturing companies, and two retail dispensaries. The developer has also said the Supercenter could have consumption lounges and a cannabis museum. However, those details are not included in the plans filed with the city. Council member Carmen Hernandez, the only council member to vote against the cannabis mall, so you know to vote her ass out next time, said she was concerned about the kind of attention the development would bring to the city. No one in this community wants Barstow known as the cannabis capital of California. Who wouldn't? Hernandez said Tuesday night um, that she was concerned that the city's decision to approve multiple cannabis, cannabis businesses at once gave the impression that we're giving a special favor to the developer. She said the plan needed to go back to the Planning Commission for further review, so we are not accused of being a city where kickbacks are given. Councilmember Barbara Rose, who voted for the new cannabis mall, said that she was not bribed for her vote. I'm not sure what kickbacks we're talking about, but I've received no kickback, Rose said. I don't think the city is going to receive any kind of illegal kickback, since they're all legal, according to the law. The converted outlet mall could bring millions of dollars in revenue to the city, according to a city council meeting agenda. The pot companies involved in the complex have already paid the city more than $420,000 in application fees alone. They have agreed to pay $5 per square foot. That's insane, y'all. And annual impact fees for all cultivation businesses. Reporting for the Hyatt 9 News Hour, this is Nick Wildstar, a.k.a. the governor. Speak now or forever hold your peace. Thank you so much for this update, Nick. I just think that this is a most ridiculous project in the most ridiculous location. And I don't think that it's going to bring the city the revenue that they thinks it's going to bring. It'll bring it in the form of the development and the build out and all of that. And they'll they'll get it going. But as far as like the regular revenue stream that they're going to expect from regular tax revenue that they're going to start, they're going to start spending because that's what governments do. Once the numbers go on their balance sheet, they're like, oh, we already spent it before we got it. I'm telling you. They're going to be real, real sad. Womp, womp, womp. Exactly. I, th I think you're wrong, Jason. You, hold on, Gretchen. You don't live out here. You, you're on the East Coast. Let me tell you something. No one is going to go to Barstow to go buy weed. Okay? No one is going to go to Barstow to buy weed on their way to Las Vegas. Okay? I believe that any revenue when your current revenue is zero is better. So to say that these people aren't going to make any money is just. I said they're not going to make any money in regards to the money that they're projecting. How much are they projecting? I'll make that road trip. You're going to you, you take the road trip, Nick? Yeah, for sure. Who wouldn't want to go to see it yeah. just at least once? I mean, come on. I mean, I, I understand that going to see it, going to see it once, but it's not like it's not like some amusement park where like you're going to go on a weed ride. How do you, know? you know what I mean? Well, they said the same thing. About, the the only weed ride you're going to be on is on that freeway driving back home after oh, your Jason, disappointment. You can't go can on, on your motorcycle ride. and get hit the Mojave right out there <laughs> and dab it up in the desert. Yeah, yeah. yeah. everybody's going to have a really fun weed ride. Oh, man. <laughs> we should do that. We should do like a motorcycle ride. Icepire could sponsor it. Yes, that's definitely Dabbing in the desert it. with Hyatt yeah, Nine. If people are willing to stop at giant balls of yarn, you know, on the highway and all sorts of other stupid tours. Yeah, but look what those. Where, they're going to be those more than happy to stop in Barstow and pick up some weed. You're Hell crazy. Yeah. You don't think no way. Right. So yeah. Barstow is going to market itself as like the place to buy weed, and like they're going to have the hottest, yes. hottest weed out out I'm in the streets the in Barstow. Weed out there, yeah. But it's going to be out of here. Spot to go. I have I have friends who run a dispensary out in uh, Denver, and it's outside of Denver, 
And it's mm -hmm. like the last stop on the highway before they get into the mountains. And it's them there, a gas station and a Starbucks. And they're one of the highest grossing dispensaries. There's nothing else at this exit except for them, Starbucks, and a gas station. And they're killing it. So, yes, people will stop there. I don't care if they have access to cannabis in other places before they leave. Plenty of people forget shit. Plenty of people will stop and buy weed. You're out of your they're mind. Not, they're not Thank you. Why do you think no there are way. outlet malls, Jason? Why do you think outlet malls are so I'll, I'm, I'm, popular I'm, I'm, out I'm in the willing, desert? I'm willing to bet, to bet that the gas stations become. they install out there do more revenue than the cannabis stores out there. You know what? You can bet all you want to. to it's already been proven that you ginger. lose those bets. Yeah, I, so. I, think they're miss, I think they're missing out on a, on a huge opportunity if they don't call this motherfucker tumbleweed. Oh, that's they should have like the world's largest something, like the world's largest bong or the, the world's, world's largest deficit. <laughs> and then they could, some people would go to the world's biggest hater, Jason Beck. <laughs> I'm not a hater. I'm a realist. People just don't like the truth. Oh, no, you hate Barstow. You're not invited to the party, okay? I'm you're so not coming sorry. on the ride to the oh, desert. Oh, man, you're you. threatening me. Oh, my goodness. Oh, we love oh you, I'm not invited to the Barstow party. It's great. Me and Wildstar and Liz are going to love our Barstow road trip. It's going to be amazing. Oh, Come God. on, Dr. Mary. Fly oh, over. I'm totally Barstow. coming. I'm going to do a little lecture. Are you guys going to do a whole little knitting <laughs> convention too while you're oh, there? Oh, yeah. You know what? Wouldn't you like to know? You won't because you're not going to be there. So. You won't be missing out. You're going to have a thing. That's right. FOMO. <laughs> We're going to have our motorcycles too. <laughs> <laughs> you need some seeds for that window sill. <laughs> Yeah, I bet. Speaking of the windowsill weed. This, yes. <laughs> Speaking of this feminized Lone Star state advocate and storyteller, the co-founder of Grow House Media, pumping out some of the most entertaining industry-specific content I've seen coming from a non-legal state period. She can be found weekly on her podcast by the same damn name, Feminized, where she interviews some of the dopest women in the game and talks about growing weed on her windowsill. <laughs> Next up, we have the illustrious Lone Star. State woman herself, Liz Grove. Wow, thanks for that intro, man. Feels so good to roll right into this story, guys. Um, it's it, I read it, and I, I don't know how to feel about it, and I really need to hear your opinions, being from states where weed is legal. Okay, the story is flavored cannabis marketing is criticized for targeting kids. What? No. When New York's first licensed recreational marijuana outlet opened last month and Gretchen Gailey won $100 from Jason Beck, the state's <laughs> Office of Cannabis Management, Chris Alexander, proudly hoisted a tin. Well, has it been paid or no? No, no, that should Interest. be breaking news when that ever happens. Can we get a, can we get a counter, please? A we day a counter. counter and she the has, interest? And There's interest no interest. Counter? There's no interest on this. Oh, I'm sorry okay. to interrupt. This is just, you know. No, that's fine. You needed to. You got information needed to be shared. Thank you. I think we all know what's happening, you guys. These cannabis brands are popping up in market after market, and they are, um, their packaging is very colorful. It's very, you know, everybody's trying to be the next cookies. You know, they want to, I think, somehow honor the culture and do something new and fresh for the new consumer, right? Um, but the problem is a lot of these brands do look like they are marketing to kids. And um, I mean, that's just the gist of the story. It's not just happening in New York, it's happening everywhere. And this is just really funny. One of the quotes of this article um, is this, there's more scrutiny on the tobacco industry and very, very little in terms of rules, regulations, scrutiny, limitations when it comes to the cannabis industry, says Linda Richter with uh, the Partnership to End Addiction. And I just thought, wow, this is the first time in history that there's less regulation on cannabis than any fucking thing else on the planet. But marketing seems to be the loophole. Um, I really guess, I think my question is this, why why is there such childlike marketing? When do we think cannabis is going to kind of grow up? What do we think that's about? Um, this is Liz Grow from Deep in the Heart of Texas reporting for High at Nine News. Can I jump in? Yeah, please go ahead, Nick. Yeah, come on with it. All right. So I I, I absolutely hate the people that criticize people marketing products for adults that say they're 
aimed at kids. I mean, come on. Adults are grown as kids, number one. <laughs> we like colorful, Obviously. shiny objects, you know? What are they expecting for us to be buying some black and white uh, generic product? And we like flavors. We like peach. We like apple. We like blueberry, whatever the case may be. And, of course, marketing marketers for those products are going to keep those things in mind. You know, they're not marketing a product, whether it's cannabis, alcohol, or tobacco for children. You know, they're marketing for conscious adults who are making that decision to go out and buy those products, not for kids. Right. I wonder right. how come no but one ever. The problem is, is that it looks like they Nothing? are for kids. You know, it looks like a cereal box. How come? Hold on. When I was a kid. Define for kids. Let's, let, 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 hold on yeah. a second. How come? How come newspapers. to children. How come newspapers Why? don't 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 experience the same type of scrutiny when they have the comics inside colors? Yeah, yeah. The you comics just, are yeah, inside. Listen, it, we can kids? we can all talk about contradictions and we can all talk about hypocrisy because this is cannabis that we're talking about. I'm just putting forth to the group. It makes me kind of wonder why. Why are why is it so childlike in so many ways when this is a very powerful medicine and we're all talking about elevating, we're all talking about building an industry, generational wealth, and no we've got like wheezy puffs over here. I'll tell you why. I don't know. I'll tell you why. It's all because of Toys R Us because their marketing was so well. It said, I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. And everyone still listens to that and plays it in the back of their head. And that's why. And that's why they went out of business. Fuck Joffrey. Well, what are you reading? I don't I don't know about that, but I do agree with Nicholas. I mean, like? they're hold on. Hold on, Nicholas. Go ahead. Hold, hold on, Nicholas. Go ahead. Finish that thought, Gretchen. Well, I was just going to say, I don't know about the Toys R Us argument. I think that's just dumb. Um, but I do agree with successful <laughs> marketing campaigns. Like when we look at Skittles, when we look at some of these candy brands, they clearly work. Um, and so we're just too lazy to actually um, start doing our own. So the people are piggybacking off of these marketing campaigns that have already worked. When it comes to the flavor side, um, I work with, you know, like I've said before, vape companies and the flavors are important. And for people who are really trying to get off smoking nicotine, they don't want to be tasting something that tastes like nicotine. They'd rather taste bubble gum or cherry. And I don't think they're necessarily marketing to kids. They're getting swept up into all these rules saying, no, you can't have these flavors because of kids. And, and you go over to Europe and there are hundreds of flavors when it comes to the vape space. So I think that's a great disservice to this industry to take out the flavors and just kind of say everyone is trying to market to children. That's bullshit. It's not the case. Well, the concern about the flavors well, is uh, is that you know the flavors have really been tested as ingestible. They're they're thought to be safe when you ingest them through your gut, but they haven't been studied when they're ingested through the lung. And there are uh, preliminary studies that people that are using these flavorings can get lung damage. They get worsening COPD and asthma. So the flavorings don't appear to be a benign addition to uh, vapes. And we probably need to proceed cautiously with the flavors until we have more data. I just want. I just want to know when is the sugar industry going to come under fire for for marketing to fucking kids? Because kids should not be ingesting all the sugar that they do. Amen. It makes them, fat, it it makes them lazy exactly. and it makes them addicts to that the shit. The food, the food, the food and beverage industry. Yeah, Nicholas. N Nicholas. Nicholas had a thought you wanted to share on this. Go for it, Nicholas. Yeah, I just wanted to say, if that be the case, who's going to be regulating and dictating what those packages should look like? That's why I'm saying it's a slippery slope giving legislators that amount of control because that's the problem already is they're the ones telling free people how to operate their business. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. And then look at Canada in the way that they've regulated. I mean, you can only have black and white packaging. I mean, very few colors. I mean, it's a, it's a problem. It's ridiculous. For brands being able to you know, get out there and and let let the community know that they're there and let the community know what they're about, you know. And I'm not hating on any brand for, you know, loving to be childlike or really, you know, digging into I don't, that. I, I, don't, I don't think, I just, it, I don't think it's childlike. I'm just the question. I think we could probably do better. And I think Gretchen probably hit it on the nose. It's like, let's 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 be more creative. Let's not just do what the candy industry has done. This is not candy, you know. I still don't see how any of this is really marketing to kids when kids can't even walk into these places in the first place. Just saying. 
Sure. Well, yeah, gas exactly. stations. I mean, I think the problem's bigger. Well, that's than just well, that like speaks to Delta Eight. That has nothing to do with that, it, with it, what we're talking about. Oh, well, there's nothing to do with what we're talking about because that's what I say. Because I'm Jason Beck. What I'm saying <laughs> is this story is I think applicable. There's, there's, there's pink to LEDs. A lot of things. There's, okay? there's LEDs in the back there. They they, they make. I think you were disinvited to Barstow again. Yeah. I know. Oh, that's totally that's fine. Twice. That's and totally fine. The, I need the interest rolling. Okay, Just so you on know, I know, I know that you guys, I know that you ladies are going to go to Barstow. You're going to hate it, but you're going to act and pretend like you love it just so y'all can prove, say that I was wrong. But I'm going to know deep down inside that I was 100% right. And you guys are like, this is the biggest waste of time ever. Check the tapes, man. Uh, let's, run that ad. let's run that ad, Jason. Come on. Just, Just saying. Tuning in with us for another episode of High Nine News. You can always catch us weekdays, 9 a.m. Pacific and high noon on the East Coast. Big shout out to our live audience members and online supporters tuning in and giving us the feedback on the daily headlines of chaos, also known as the developing cannabis industry, our vetted industry correspondent team tuning in from all over the global community, bringing us much needed variety of perspective and adding your respected opinions to the conversation. To our production team, thank you, Cloud Media Partners, House of Fuego, and the wonderful Jaja Simone holding things down for us over in Clubhouse, keeping our AV struggles to a minimum. And to our our haters you're the fire that burns deep within our soul and motivates us to go harder every damn day i hope you never find peace and continue to spread hatred so we can continue spreading nothing but love all over your faces consensually let's grow <laughs> that was targeted at non kids but also sativa l Cannabis Sativa L, the reason the I9 News team shows up to read these headlines every day. We shall forever be in debt to your greatness, and we love you longer than ever, ever, ever. It's Monday. No, it's not Monday. It's Thursday, January 19th, 2023. The show is over. You've been blessed with today's top industry headlines. We hope it was enough to put in your pipe and smoke it at least until tomorrow. Y'all know who it is. Regal to me, the dopest dad on the street, with Jason Beck, the longest continuously operating retailer in the world, Craig, in the world. Remember, oh yeah, that gives you no, no, no place else to turn. You can always turn the fuck up. Take us out.